This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But uh, the fact is a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing in order, you know, that that would make it better? Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Hey there. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 136, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe, InStockTrades.com, and Netflix. Girl, tonight we're going to make love. You know how I know? Because it's Wednesday. Wednesday night is the night that we usually make love. Monday night is my night to cook. Tuesday night we go and visit your mother. But Wednesday we make sweet weekly love. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. I'm Josh. I'm here with Ron. And I'm Connor. How are you? I'm good. How's that feel? Feel good? Feels good. <laughs> the iFanboy.com is a website because we, like, uh, <laughs> we like comics. And uh, we read them. Every week we read a bunch of them. <laughs> and uh, one of us will pick the best one and we just write about it. I can't keep this up. We just write about so... it on the website. And uh, it's cool. We chill. talk about it here on this podcast. And, you know, we just we just chill. And there's lots of other stuff we'll talk about, other books from the week. And uh, that's how it works. Hey, listen, I don't want to ruin anything for you. So before... I want it to feel good all the time. Before we get to the show, it's a quick reminder. A bit of a warning, really. We're going to talk about the sh- books from this week. So it's kind of a review show. So if you haven't read your books, I don't want you to get spoiled. Okay? Is that really how you talk to girls on the phone? Know. I haven't talked to. I haven't <laughs> been a single guy for years. <laughs> wow, it's already awkward. This is, me, this is me being creepy. This is really creepy. It's like creep, creepy flirty. Oh, 
I'm surprised you ever got laid before you got married. Oh, (laughs) you're assuming I did. (laughs) This week, Connor's got the pick. I'm so uncomfortable. Um, yet slightly aroused. Oh. I, don't, I don't know why that how that works. Buffy the Vampire Slayer 15 was the pick of the week, which was a little bit of a shocker for um, me. I don't think it was a shocker. I mean, this is this is a, this is a strong comic. I book. think it's probably a shocker for anyone not reading it because they don't know how good it is. It's a little comic book that could. I'm not reading it. I've heard that it's pretty good. It's amazing. <laughs> Are we keeping you up? A little bit. <laughs> um, you know, they couldn't hear that. They didn't know I was yawning. You didn't have to... You sounded a little weird. You didn't have to point it off. <laughs> well, it's a little comic book that could if it wasn't the biggest comic book of Dark Horse sells by far. It is uh, a sales leader for Dark Horse. It is like the... T- it's, it, a, it's a major property. Yes. It was in the top 10 of all comic sales for a while. Now I think it slipped, slipped a bit to like the it 12 to 15 range. It has gotten better. It has gotten better. Um, in a week where you had so many good books or big books like Trinity and Secret Invasion, Detective Comics and Spider-Man... I read Buffy like fourth or fifth into my stack, and I read it. I was like, wow, that's going to really be hard to beat. Nothing's going to beat that. For a couple of reasons. One, this is part four of the Wolves of the Gate storyline, which which we've actually, Ron and I are reading this. We talked about this storyline, I think three out of the four issues. Yeah. Um, It's been fantastic. It's been funny. This is the one that Dracula's in. Poignant, touching, emotional. Racist Dracula. Yes. The manservant. (laughs) And this whole storyline has been a a big battle between Buffy and her army of slayers and this this army of enchanted vampires in Tokyo that are protected by a spell. And this is the final battle. And what I really thought was interesting about this issue as compared, I don't want to compare this to another book by dragging the other book down, but issue two of Secret Invasion had a really big fight in it. That Three. I, no, two. I'm talking about oh, last issue. Oh, last issue. Okay. Because there's a Three, the same thing. Three. He's not paying attention. He just, <laughs> he looked up and he was, correct. <laughs> issue, issue two had that big fight that I think some of us felt was a little bit boring. Yeah. This is how to do a big battle issue, but keep it interesting and poignant and funny. This issue runs the gamut between laugh out loud funny to like heartbreaking. It opens with a main character being killed, and it it it, that that thread goes through the whole issue to the very last page, and it's heartbreaking. But then there's laugh out loud stuff with Dawn and the Mecha Dawn. They build a giant robot to fight the to fight Buffy's sister, who's a giant. That was really funny. The Mecha the Mecha Dawn was very very funny. That was I laughed out loud at the Mecha Dawn. I like blue jeans and irony. Sometimes boy, uh, what is it? Boys take advantage of my emotions. Or yeah. something? <laughs> no, I mean, the, the thing, Drew Goddard is writing it, and he was, and we've said before, he's a, he was a writer on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so he's part of the Josh Whedon army. He and he knows these characters. And he not say Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon. There you go. And um, it's hard because you're Josh and you're right here. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm nothing like him. No, you're not. I'm very unsuccessful. <laughs> not nearly as good of a writer. But I'm taller. <laughs> um. But uh, no, I cry a lot. He he nails he nails these characters and their 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 back and forth and the banter yeah. and it's like and that's the thing that that made Buffy I think the show so special and so good was the was that you know the characterizations. Well, you've got these moments where there's there's like those great fist pumping moments you want in battles like this where somebody has a really badass moment. Dracula has most of those. For, yeah, absolutely. oddly enough, and then there's funny stuff from Dawn. There's funny stuff from Andrew telling Dawn how to fight a robot. She's like, "How do you know? Because I'm I've been preparing my whole life for giant mecha robot battle yeah, battles." Exactly. And then there's the the heartbreak stuff with with Xander and his and his girlfriend being killed. Then yeah. there's the Buffy Willow conversation about yeah. what Buffy's doing with the with the Asian girl. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean the whole I mean the whole thing. I mean it's it's amazing to see how much actually characterization is happening during such a huge epic battle. I often yeah. let them boys take advantage of my weak emotional states. And that's not Connor reading from the comic book. He's just <laughs> that's just my, that my confession to you. Yeah, the listener hangs out in bathhouses. George, George Gentis <laughs> art. Feel good. 
<laughs> George Genty's art uh, doesn't get enough credit for in this book. I w- I'm glad that you made that point because I agree. I was a little iffy on it when it started, but you're right. He's one of those rare artists that can take a licensed property and draw the characters to look enough like the actors where it's where you you don't you don't lose the association but enough where he's not just drawing stills from dvds like a lot of those guys buy the dvds and just steal the frames and just draw those as their panels Do they really is that true yeah you, oh, you read interviews with them like the like they just they steal it and that's yeah. how they, they just copy that Jeez. but they've got the paper tape to the tv <laughs> the light, light the really old school light box <laughs> but he the artist the artist is really great for this for this title he does emotion well he does action well and this is funny it's exciting it's it's poignant. This is this is like everything well, you want in a comic. It's, book. it's been a year plus of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in comics. I mean, this is issue fifteen now, and over a decade and, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Period. Well, yeah, uh, no, but but what, but I mean, but like I remember a year ago when we were like we didn't know what to make of it. Well, in the very we beginning, we were iffy yeah. on it. And the thing is, and the thing is, there have been Buffy comics before, yeah. but the idea of this being season eight and in continuity and the whole part of it is what what kind and of, being run know. by the people who ran the show. That's yeah, exactly. the big thing. Exactly, exactly. Um, so. Although the next month we're dealing with Frey, who was who she had, she had the, the comic. Yeah. Right? I know known anything about her yeah, but yeah I, I was slipping through the tray the other day in the store and i thought about it i actually thought about it it's funny because i, th- I was thinking about go- looking back on the whole run with this and um josh is dying in the josh corner. Is totally dying <laughs> i just don't care <laughs> um the be- for me the best issues have been the ones that josh hasn't hasn't written like the brian Kavon arc with faith yeah and this arc with drew goddard he wrote every other one well um, i gotta say between buffy the vampire slayer and the serenity comics the, the last serenity miniseries like i, I mean I, all these people want more shows or more movies. F them. Just let's do comics. It's so much fun. As I said in my review, Drew Goddard should just leave the TV and film world and all the money he makes from writing it and go right to stay in comics. He's good. He's, He's a, a good really guy. good comic I see, But I want to see him write something else. Well, he, the, the, the we'll main thing... Him, we'll give him at least $200 to kill the century. <laughs> the main thing is he got the structure down. Yeah. It wasn't like... Uh, we knew he could write the characters, but can he write a comic? And, it's, and, and, and we've talked about this before. It's hard to come jump into comics from other mediums. Definitely. Yeah. And he, he, he never felt draggy, never felt overly no, worried. No, he got no, the structure. Yeah. It, all, it all worked together. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, it's, re- I mean, it's, just, it's, just, it's just such a well-done comic book. I love right. it. And, I never uh, thought I would love it. I never thought I was, you know, somewhat. I didn't know um, what I, I had no idea I, what to I never thought you would love it either. Right? Yeah. No. I know. I mean, that's why I think it's so surprising. I, I literally I can't wait every month for this book, and it's come. It's been monthly, by the way. That's the other yeah. thing too. It's out uh, like clockwork. If you look, that it's not. You know, there are no delays. Which is funny with, compared to Runaways with, with Joss's writing. Well, yeah, but Joss yeah. isn't writing this. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. No, but he's been. He's written most of it. He's written seventy-five percent of it. He's written every other arc. Well, I guess he sees much. what side his bread is buttered on. Then hmm. um, Trinity no. number Trinity number one. Are we done talking about? Yeah, it? we're done. Oh, right. I thought, Do you have another point to make? I can go at least ten more minutes on this. Let's just go ahead. We got a okay. lot to talk about. We could not though. That would also be, that would be fine. <laughs> Trinity number one, which is the, the third uh, weekly book from DC. This is the one with stars Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, written by Kurt Busiek, art the by Trinity, Mark Bagley. As they're termed. Now, I find Kurt Busiek to be very fascinating to me. There's good Kurt Busiek and there's bad Kurt Busiek. Good Kurt Busiek gets you Astro, Astro City, City, gets you the yeah. Avengers with George Perez, gets you Thunderbolts, uh, Thunderbolts, and it gets you stuff like Secret Identity. Like he 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 does really good stuff. But then there's every once in a while there's bad Kurt Busiek where Shock he, Rockets. You get like his Superman run where he was just way too into like arcane magic and and yeah. all this weird like fantasy elements that don't fit with Superman. And for me, there was both Kurt Busiek's on display here. There was good Kurt Busiek and there was bad Kurt Busiek. And I really. Loved the first half. Well, yeah. Well, well. I mean, for those who don't know about, I mean, what Trinity number one is the weekly, and it's yep. got two stories in it. It's got the main lead story by Busick and Mark Bagley, right. uh, the Draw Machine. How, was it? It's shorter though. It's like sixteen pages. Yeah, it's right? just half a book. Yeah, 
And then the other half is is written by Busick and Fabian Nicieza, yeah. um, who picked up Thunderbolts after Busick left. So there's your connection. And the art chores are not rotated. The first, this one was Scott McDaniel. The next one will be um, Norton. Norton, but with Jerry Ordway inking. So it's, it's going to be Ordway. Mm-hmm. Ordway overtakes when he inks. Really? Oh, totally. I've totally. never seen that phenomenon. I'm impressed oh, really? that you that you recognized it. Oh no, absolutely. All right. he's, he's known for that. I don't so there's anything about comics. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing here? I don't know. So there are two stories, and I and I, I agree with you. The first story is the lead story, and it's way more engaging. It's almost like we have another the the um what would the countdown to adventure scenario right. where it's like you've got one really good story, then one you're like, eh. The plot to the main story is that Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman have all had the same dream. Or a similar enough dream. That sounded dismissive, but you said you liked it. <laughs> no, it was good. And then so they meet to talk about it, and they meet in Keystone City. And I thought he did a really good flash. Yeah, he did. Um, and the thing about Busick is he the really... were in it, though. Yeah, but they yes, were all right. they were. He knows how to They're do not this. going anywhere, by the way, are they? No, no. they're not. Uh-huh. He knows how to write these characters. Kids? Send them to the future. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to get on the flash. He wrote JLA Avengers, which was really good. Yep. He knows these characters. Um, I thought the characterizations were really great, and honestly, if this had been the whole issue, I probably would have would have rivaled Buffy as pick of the week. I was really into it for the first half, and the second half was too. So you on board for the weekly? Oh yeah, totally. Josh, I didn't like this. <laughs> I, I I it was okay. There's parts of it I liked. There was little things I liked, but I wasn't terribly interested in it. I actually there was some pages in this that I really didn't like. Yeah. Um, they were, like, well, you hate wise, Bagley, so no, I don't. That's yeah, you true. do. You do. I, what, but I thought Bagley was awesome in this. There's this page. Uh, there's strong. this one full page thing with the Flash. It's a full page shot, and and the Flash yep. is just weirdly positioned. Like I can't. I like this a lot. Really? Yeah, I do. But he doesn't look like he's running. He looks like he's sort of falling sideways. He's dodging. Yeah, he's and then, he's, he's and then he's, the he's next sliding. page with the with the fre- the freaky kid. The proportions on that arm that's punching are really and like I just noticed that like the kid's well, I freaky think, already. I think, yeah, I think the kid's freaky. The kid's yeah, out of yeah I know. I I I'm not, I don't think it was bad necessarily, Nitpick. but I I didn't know. That's how the kid looks in every other comic. He's got humongous arms. No, I know he's creepy. I don't like him. Uh, he should go in the future. I didn't love this. I liked parts of it. I mean, like Connor had mentioned before, like he he would be totally okay with just Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman sitting around talking all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think it's kind of fun. Okay, playing with Scrabble. I get like and I like I love that that'd be awesome. <laughs> I Clark, like Clark that would using be awesome. cri- he starts using Kryptonian words. <laughs> like no. Well, Batman knows a lot of words. <laughs> One um, thing I really liked with the art was you had Bruce Wayne sitting and being very f- over the top foppish because mm-hmm. that's what he does in the in public. But then when he switches to Batman mode, his face completely changes. Mm-hmm. It goes completely dark in the shot. I thought there was a great shot of, yeah. of him in that when he goes why, into Batman. Why, observation. Why did they have this meeting in public? Do they Why not do they have, have the, the secret room in the Justice League? They've got a, they've got places yeah. to meet. They've got the secret room, the starry room with the staircase. Yeah, yeah, they should have met there. I think they wanted to talk to the Flash, and they can't get him to leave the kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> he him, sucks. Send them to the future. Yeah, no, I liked it. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to watch this from a weekly standpoint because you know, whereas the past two attempts at weekly, you know, fifty two and countdown haven't featured the big guns as they call them, mm-hmm. and you know, now we have, you know, there's, there's no, this is this is you know what should be what DC's best offering, right? And I don't know if it can get over the awful logo, but um, the logo Chip is bad. Kid, jeez, Whew, normally it does well, but the not second so good. the second story I thought was just too. I didn't get the it second. Was no, too I, yeah, I was yeah, I and that that probably colored my opinion of the first half, which I was sort of lukewarm on, and then this I was like. Oh, it is like Countdown to Adventure again. And I'm like, every week. Yeah. This was, this was like the obtuse nature of Busick's Superman run. So you're going you gonna to stick with it, Josh? Or no? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I will probably make that decision on an as-needed basis. Okay. I'll probably buy the next one or two. Fair and enough. If, if I don't feel any better about it, then... 
Fair enough. You know, I could probably, someday, if the Superman story turns out great, there's probably going to be a trade. Yeah. You know? Maybe. Eh. What All do you right mean then. the Superman story? The, well, the, the, main, the lead the story. story. The, oh, the, the, the A story. Yeah. I thought so. you were... So, uh, Secret Invasion number three. Uh, Superman's ro- on the cover. So. Se- well, no, it's the th- first three are like they're a post. They, a triptych. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they go together. Oh. Yeah. That triptych? That's what that means? When, you're, when you have three images that make into one big one, that's a triptych. No shit. It's an art term. Wow. Who knew? <laughs> so, <laughs> very good. I come from a family of artists. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes darted left and right. He's like, we're sitting under we three know, or four paintings. We know art. Um, all right, so Secret Invasion rolls on with Secret Invasion issue number three. I, I liked this issue. I liked I, it a lot. I had fun reading it. Yeah. Here's what I learned. There uh, are 20 people on the first page. There are a lot of it's characters. It's like a Justice Whatever. Society issue. They weren't, it was a Justice about, Society. It wasn't about the century, so yeah. sweet. <laughs> um, this is not being written for issues. This, this, this issue had a bunch of moments and no... Story arc, cohesive arc, yeah. It didn't. It was just a bunch of little things, and it felt like I could not remember what happened in issue two. Yep. And it felt like this was issue two. Yes. This should have been issue two. Yes. Yes. Issue two should have been a much shorter fight scene that took place in either one or three. But this, the events in this book should have been last last issue. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, And all that I liked the scenes in it. I really, really liked the uh, Tony Stark. Uh, uh, Spider Woman scenes a lot. Yep. I thought that was great. And at the end of it, I was like, "Come on, now, let now, me know." So, so essentially, what happens is that is that so. And I, I kind of read this before I did, and I asked him, "I'm like, are they still in the Savage Land?" And he's like, "Yes, but it's not just in the Savage Land. We see, we start seeing like there's a battle on Times Square. So we see kind of what we saw in Captain Britain that the invasion is happening. We saw what happened with the helicarrier crashing. Which, by the way, Bendis made a joke. Yeah. That yeah. every time we turn around, this thing's crashing into the ground. So thank well, you. Well, the problem is he's yeah. starting to become about referencing complaints that people are making on the internet. No, I don't think. No. Yes, he uh, yeah, is. Yeah, he's absolutely. Yeah, he's not yeah, telling the without, story. With, he's talking to the message boarders. But yeah. also, and still doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, that's not he telling was the a story. one who made it crash. Yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah, sure. That's he's a good not. Point. He wasn't left with that situation. Yeah. Um. So you see, you see some effects happening, but then you see Spider Woman take down Echo. And then go in to see Tony as Tony's trying to fix the thing. Scroll Spider Woman take down non scroll Echo. Right, correct. So right. so we know that we know that Spider Woman has been a scroll this whole time. Right. Sure. And, From issue one of the, the And so she takes down non echo non non scrolls echo and then goes in to talk to Tony and then insinuates that Tony is in fact a scroll. Which he's totally not. Which a scroll. I don't think he is. Not because for one the close up on the eye stayed the eye stayed blue. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. But the idea was that he would be a, a he was a sleeper scroll. He doesn't even right. know what he is. He's Maybe. no there's a no way so he's, he's a scroll. With him. I yeah. wish he was though. <laughs> it would make I really so much like better. I want that yeah. to be the case. Yeah. I feel I'm starting to feel like this is heading into civil war territory, and what I mean by that is, civil war the the mini itself became very thin. After a while, you needed to read the extraneous books, yeah. mm-hmm. and what they claimed where the this, real action is happening, and they claimed that this wasn't going to be like that, but it's already feeling like that. With for this issue, all the action happened. You got bits and pieces of oh, here's one page of Nick Fury, here's a little yeah. bit of the new, uh, Young Avengers, here's a little bit of the Initiative, yeah, and you feel like all the real stuff's going to happen. In and those you know books. that the, fan, the Fantastic Four series is going to mean something. You know, yeah. I believe it or not, I think the Young Avengers Runaways series is going to mean something. <laughs> you know, but like, you know, it's it's tough. It's, At least Nick Fury looks like Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah that's true. Jeez, and has a Big gun, yeah, he does. I mean, like a like a like a Rob Liefeld would go. That's BF, a big gun, a BFG, gun. or a, or a, a Sinkevich gun. Like, in, it's a uh, good thing that he showed up with all these 
characters we don't know. Exactly. That's the other thing. If you <laughs> yeah. haven't read those issues, you wouldn't be like, who the F are these people? Yeah. Well, you, I don't no, know. Well, see, I, I think, did read those issues, and I don't know who these no, I, but I, No, but I, the, thing is, the thing is, that's the last page, and that's the cliffhanger. I would hope that the next issue would introduce them for someone who's not reading the Avengers books. Is that Doctor Strange? No. No, it's... it's yeah. uh, oh, he's got a goatee, not a, not a muscle. You know what I had a thought, though, while I was reading this, and when I saw the, the guy on the left in, in the red hood? Yeah, that's is, what I'm talking about. Is, is What happened to the hood? Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, remember that? We're building up the hood, the major villain, and all that kind of stuff. Well, they, they built him up so that the next time he shows up, he's more credible. All right. Yeah. He, he, he absconded into the night. Yeah, okay. He's, he's still the guy in the back's got very high-waisted pants. Anyway, I would, I would imagine it's Secret Invasion number four. Look, look at the pants. They're very high-waisted. Yeah, no, they're high-waisted. I know. Yeah. Um, I would imagine it's Secret invasion, invasion number four, they'll say, you know, my, new commandos. And then they'll, you know, point them all out. And I mean, you got to assume that. So. Yeah. But... We'll see. I, I really, but this, the, the, if there was any complaint about this, it was, it was fun to read, but there was no arc. It didn't feel yeah. like a story contained that's a good, within an issue. That's a very good. I, that's the, I, I enjoyed it more than the other issues. I, I didn't have a I major problem with it, but I think there's issues. flaws that are starting to become apparent. In it. That's that is a good observation. So, uh, Detective Comics number eight forty five by Paul Dini and Dustin Nguyen. Gwyn. Wow, this was effing good. Yes. Like I, even me, the non Batman fan, yes. was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> Like it was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. It. This issue. <laughs> oh right, I was like, I was just scanning it to remember what it was about. And I was like, oh, the, pages and pages of chat room, of chat room <laughs> with like Batman, Detective Chimp, the Riddler, like they're some all chick from co- in college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, I was wondering if that was Oracle. No, for a no, no, no. Yeah, I thought the same thing too. But I, we would have seen the wheelchair. Oh, I don't think she has quite that many piercings. <laughs> That'd be hot. Oh, though. that would be. Hot. All right, let's not. <laughs> Uh, I can't believe I, all I said was that would be hot, and I did it out of complete. Like I didn't even realize I was saying, it. I was like, "Oh wait, no, I want to take that back." <laughs> you know, it could be her, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I really don't. No, I don't think it is either. I, I don't know. Do you think Batman hangs around chat rooms? I think it's. I think I like. Well, the, I, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. It gives him a bit more personality. Yeah. I like that him and Detective Chimp like knew that they were each other, and they were wondering if Riddler knew that it was them. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, it was. It is great. I mean, I just. I. I really, after reading this entire run by Paul Dini and not yep. being a Batman fan, but loving the cartoon and all that kind of stuff, like I like the way this is all laying out. The Riddler thing means something, you know, like because mm-hmm. it was one and done issues, but it was yeah. also there was also an overall arc with yeah. the Riddler. Yeah, I think you know Batman's got a long history going on. Undercover matches Malone, so it would make sense that in the, in this new century he would yeah. go undercover on the net web, sure. the neb, the no, neb web, the neb web, the net or the web. I would have just name. liked a little more creative username than John Doe twenty seven or whatever. I agree. Was. I thought that, I yeah. actually thought the same thing. I was yeah. like, he's better than that. Yeah, exactly. And Malone twenty two. Yeah, or something. Know, just yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. Was I was so gonna good. say something and it totally lost, it totally left me. So I, <laughs> I just know. think it's funny that they go in the chat rooms and they just sort I've, of ruminate on crime. The, the best is when when the the big the big horn guy comes to Detective Chimp. Yeah, and he's just like, "Hey, we're going." He's like, "No, I'm working." He's he's like, "I'm chatting." He's like, "Geek." You know what else I loved? <laughs> like Detective Chimp. Oh, Detective Chimp's great. Yeah. You know what else I loved? You should read Shadow Fact. Jealous Catwoman. Yeah, no, Jealous Catwoman was great. That was a fantastic scene. And acknowledged the Zatanna and the other chick. Like, yeah. we're starting to see it. Cause yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Paul Dini was like, they, he finally got the note from yeah. like, Grant Morrison's like, oh, by the way, I'm doing this. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> but there was a great line where she's like, it figures I leave town for a while and the witch moves right in. Like, yep. perfect dialogue from Catwoman. Really, really, yeah, really, really good. Um, it, I also really, I just like that it's a detective story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Detective Comics has been, since Paul Dini's been on it, has been about detectives. Detecting. And detected. This may or may or may not be the end because next issue starts the RIP. Well, we'll see. We'll see how he handles it. So let the gushing continue. Amazing Spider-Man uh, 561. Lest anyone think we hate everything. Oh. 
again, I mean, this is we sound like a broken record, but this is the final issue of the current story arc with Peter Parker's paparazzi with the art from Marcos Martin. Please, 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 please keep Martin on the net. Please, <laughs> just, please, 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 sure please. He can't keep up weekly, a weekly please, 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 please. It was just so good. Please. I mean, this is this... <laughs> Comic book artist Marcos Martin suffers a hand failure. All I want for Christmas is Marcos Martin to, to do Spider-Man. Um, I know that we in the very beginning, the first issue, you said this was your favorite arc after the first issue. Yes. And I said, I still thought this Zeb Wells arc was the best. This is the best arc. Yeah. After, now that it's done with and it's yeah. all over and we've had the whole complete story, good this, work. Was, this was by far the best. So Ooh, good. Incredible whole cupcakes. So, so good. I mean, yeah. it was just like, it's, it's, and, and the way they handled, so Mary Jane is. And it's not is, just the art. The art's yeah. fantastic, but the oh, yeah. story the was story great. Was there, yeah, no, the Robbie slot- quitting the DB, Peter quitting the DB, like, yeah. and then, and great stuff. So what happened was, that's where we last left off, Spider-Man's trying to chase down this uh, paper-thin killer who's killing anybody who gets close to the actor that she's obsessed with, and um, there's this big hunt to find out who this actor's mystery girlfriend is. Turns out it's Mary Jane. Um, and so Peter follows him to the Hamptons, and you've got Peter taking pictures of the zoom lens, but he can't see what he's getting, like, he didn't see the pictures he's getting yeah. so he's got evidence that it's Mary Jane but he doesn't know the killer comes and attacks Mary Jane ducks into a panic room and she's guiding Spider-Man by using all the cameras but Spider-Man doesn't know who she is because the voice is all modulated and the dialogue between Mary Jane and Peter perfect. was perfect you had the sense you had the sense of history between them you had yep. the sense of almost um um not I don't want to say resentment, but regret in Mary Jane's voice. Like yeah, it was because she knew she was talking to Spider Man, but he didn't know she was talking to yeah. Mary Jane. You know what else they did that was kind of interesting was they there was a line in here that you could play either yeah. way depending on how you're going to go with the story. Yeah. She says he says it seems do like I we know, know each other. Do we know each other? And she yeah. says we did in another life. Yep. Now that's something that you could say to an ex girlfriend or an ex boyfriend. That's that's a line that you could say, or you or could say to your ex two year old wife that, that she remembers. Yeah. Then you can play it that way. So now they've, he's left the door open where you can play it yep. one way or another. This is a, a, a gorgeous cover. The cover is, it was brilliant. I the mean, are, yeah. this is a really nice I really think cover. if this if – this, I mean, it's only three issues. They wouldn't put it out in trade. But if they collect this, you need to read this arc. It's oh, just so really, just really go good. get the issues. They're out. I mean, just go grab them. I mean, you can probably grab them, you know, at cover. Like I've got nine bucks. <laughs> anyway, it's just fantastic. I thought it was really, so, really good. So, so good. Love it, love it, love it. And Josh, if you want to grab them. Uh, you, will, go? you will go to Jim Haley's universe. Thank you for telling me. I'm very uh, that's a convenient train right away. Because this is one of America's best and most progressive comic book stores. Jim Haley's universe offers the best selection of comic titles and related merchandise from mainstream to manga to minis. Jim Haley's universe has it all. Jim Haley's universe is located opposite the Empire State Building, Midtown Manhattan, and at 325 New Dorp Lane in Staten Island, New York. And you can visit Jim Haley's universe on the web at jhuniverse.com. Visit them at myspace.com/jimhaley'suniverse because Jim Haley's universe is where art and literature meet. All they right, are my and I think you have to gel up your hair before you go to the Dudorf Lane one. I'm not oh. positive. Not positive. Ooh. Dig to our Island friends. Do you have to? Do you have to um, it wouldn't be an episode without a dig. Do you have to have make sure that your your wife beater shirt is and chains tightly. and uh, chains flowing chains. freely. So okay. um, so Connor, what time is it? It's bell time. All right, the return of the bell. Back we, by popular demand. We uh, have a lot of books to talk or about. Or just a couple of dudes and a couple <laughs> of dudes sitting around going, "We want to use the bell." So uh, here's how it works. You got 15 seconds to talk about the book before this happens. And then you got to move on to the next book. Well, he started to do a game show host. Or you, or you just, and, the, and then you play Plinko. Or you, or you just keep talking while he rings the bell. <laughs> yes, but um, since I'm here, I can then cock punch you if you keep talking. <laughs> you have to respect the bell. It's respect the bell. All right, so first. Suck it, bell. Who's doing what? I don't know who's All right, doing I'm going to go first. All right, ready? And go. Manhunter 31, which is the book from Mark Andreco and Michael Gatos. I never read this before, but I liked Michael Gatos, and I've heard good things about the book, so I bought it. It was really good. Some real-world stuff about murders in Mexico that I looked up, and it's actually happening, and they, they, it's really I, – I was, it was a nice issue. The wrap-up pages. Justice Society 16, 
I really liked the big stupid Gog God, and I, when uh, when they resurrected Black Adam, I was like, ooh, 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 Jeff Johns writing Black Adam. Ooh, he's angry. That's. Ultimate Origins number one. This is the big uh, crossover event to start off the Ultimatum thing. Apparently, um, they're really making the Ultimate Universe different. Um, Logan is the first mutant. Mutant isn't a national thing. Bendis is really, uh, really struggling on this one. I think. I don't really think this is going to be that very good. Uh, what's up? Oh, uh, Robin. A spoiler special number one, written by Chuck Dixon. Fantastic art from Raphael Albuquerque. If you're new to the characters, you don't know spoiler now. She's back, and you read the Robin book. Check this out because it gives you the backstory and what. Oh, she is. House of Mystery number two, better than House of Mystery number one. I I really dug this. It it brings you further into the House of Mystery mystery. There was a little story in the middle, but it was mostly about this ongoing plot. The characters are developing nicely, and uh, it's been a very fun. Fun read. Nova number, um, I don't have it in front of me. The next, the latest issue of Nova. 14? Uh, uh, 14, I believe. Uh, Fighting the Silver Surfer. Uh, freaking awesome. Really Best good. Best bo- My turn. Best book Marvel's putting out right now. Science fiction goodness. Silver Surfer. Can't go wrong. Silver Surfer's a herald of God. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> Boys number 19. This was Garth Ennis doing a World War II flashback. Um, sort of where all the superheroes in this world came from. This book does get better and better as it goes along. It's a damn good time. Uh, Avengers Invaders number two. Um, this, I think, is the very definition of an average comic book. It is exceedingly average. The I, I really like the art. The writing is just very middle of the road. Are we out of books? Do you want to talk about um, Jonah Hex, Ron? No, I didn't read Jonah Hex. <laughs> We're out of books, then. <laughs> wow, that went a lot quicker than we thought it would. <laughs> oh, no. Now we have to stretch out the emails. <laughs> well, let's really get into this question in depth. <laughs> so that was our bell segment. Um, we hope you enjoyed that. And I'd like um, to apologize. Uh, but before we move on, we want to um, – if you weren't aware yet, um, at ifanboy.com forward slash comics, you can go there and you can um, pick the comics you buy every week and do your own little pull list. And I don't mean that to demean it. I'm saying you can do it. It's, it's a little pull list. It's your widow comic uh, book. I know, exactly. But, um, and then after you buy your books, you can uh, rate them and uh, tell us how good they were and review them. Usually we're here giving our opinions we'd like to hear from you the <laughs> nice let it go dick we'd like to hear from you the users so um speed it up sideburns we're gonna start with our first ones from Leland222 and he wrote about kickass number three and he gave the story a five out of five and the art a five out of five and he says now I get it. I won't lie. I hated this book before it ever was on the stand. A book called Kick-Ass annoyed me. The fact that Miller kept telling us how it was real and set in the real world. The YouTube video annoyed me. Simply put, I was annoyed. Now I get it. This is in the real world. It doesn't feel real, and I'm glad it doesn't. It took three issues, but this title actually does kick-ass now. This title should have been called Ass Kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so Kick-Ass number three finally comes out after a bit of a delay, which I thought it was done already. Like I don't know why this book was I delayed. I sent an email to you guys after I read yes. it, and I just went, Kick-Ass is fucked up. <laughs> and it was. It was really fu- I don't even know if I like this book, but uh, it's like a roadside accident. Well, so, so, that's, so that's the thing. So Leland222 gave it a five and five. Like, do you think it, it gets to story five, art five? No. I'm no? so mystified. Well, the art five, yes. The art definitely yeah, gets yeah, a five. Yeah, yeah. I'm so mystified by this book, I don't know what to think of it. I, have no, I, I don't know what but to I, make of it. I was like... So why I, was it fucked up? Well, the, dude, he got his ass kicked again. And if, uh, like, well, at this point now, 
like once is fun, twice is kind of packing in, three times gets funny, four or five times is hilarious. <laughs> like, well, so, so the character, the kid, I forget his name, whatever, Dan, whatever the weird last name. Um, he uh, he he got caught on video, on cell phone video, actually beating somebody up and and making it. Like became he, an internet celebrity. Yeah, he became a celebrity, so he throws up a MySpace page and he starts just taking like asking people who need help and he'll help them out. And a girl says her boyfriend won't, her ex boyfriend won't leave her alone, so he goes to find him and he's just some big. Thug he's a drug, dude. He's a drug dealer. Drug it's dealer. Like an enclave of giant with, criminals. Yeah, with, and so, but he walks right in there, all full of swagger, and says, "You know, stop bothering your ex girlfriend, and and I'll kick your ass," and and gets his ass kicked. And then it took a weird turn because a, a, another child in a costume comes in and starts with a sword and starts cutting heads off, and <laughs> like in a very graphic manner. Very graphic. Very graphic. A lot of swearing. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it shocked me. It, it I, was, as uh, I said. Uh, it was fucked up. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I, I can't tell you if it was any good or not. I can't tell you if I liked it. I can't tell you if I want to read more. I have the I'm same feeling about the it. I'm going to next one. Yeah. It's, it, it's fucked up. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to know until the art, first arc is done. And I think even at the end of that, you'll be like, <laughs> what's going on here? I don't even know. It's literally like an accident on the side of the road. I can't I know, yeah. And so that so why isn't it I mean so why but it's not good though. There's no story. Yeah, there's no story so far. Well, there's a story. But obviously think, obviously the story is is that the kid, the kid has said, you know, I'm powerless. All this shit has happened to me. I'm going to do something about it. And Nothing's and, happened though. And like, then no, but then. now but no, but he's but then obviously he's inspired another girl to take if up he's arms. He's going to keep getting his ass kicked over the time. There's no story. It's just a repetitive motion. <laughs> No, I think there's there no is a plot. Story. I think it hurts there is. every time I do this. I know. Do I think that. there is. No, there's, there's no plot, but the, I think the plot now is starting. I think yeah. it's starting with three. No, I mean, I'm picking up. I'm, I'm picking. Clearly, it's a very is clear. This, how long is this supposed to go for? Uh, I think I have no idea. I was gonna make a joke, and I, I didn't have right, one. That's good. Um, Too long. I was gonna say seventy-five issues. No, it's already been optioned <laughs> for a movie. Um, but the, I mean, the, the thing is, I think you, the the story arc is clear. It's the idea of of empowering yourself, and and oh, that's and, a theme that hasn't popped up in the plot because there is no plot. That's the theme, though. Well, the plot is the kid keeps picking himself up, and you see, you see, he's way more confident now. Although I did like the little twist about he was he thought the girl started talking to him, and he's like, oh, you know, it's because of my confidence. And then it turns out because everybody thinks that he was turning tricks, and that's why he got beat up because they found him naked. <laughs> and so she felt bad for him. Well, she, she thinks he's Mark she, not okay. She, <laughs> she thinks he's gay. That he's, yeah. that's, he's a safe gay friend. Anyway, yeah. I don't know what to make of this book either. I have no. Uh, I like it. I, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm in it. I'm Wade, in it. Wade Wilson. It was definitely a, a twist that I didn't see coming. No, the little, the, she's like a nine-year-old girl with a katana sword cutting heads <laughs> off. Awesome. She called someone a cunt. Yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> I didn't make that up, right? No, I was no. like, I'm going to say this and feel uncomfortable <laughs> saying it, but it didn't happen. No, it happened. I really hope so. <laughs> Josh, do the next one. That, that book was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most we've ever sworn. I know. We're sorry. <laughs> but the book was fucked. <laughs> what are you gonna do? There's no other explanation for it. I don't have a better word for it. It wasn't messed up. Oh, the nine-year-old girl chopping heads off and saying "cunt" is fucked up. Ah, uh, criminal number two, number three. Criminal, criminal two, two, number, number three. three. Criminal volume two, number three. I believe yeah. it is. Uh, Wade Wilson gives it a story of five rating and a four. An, uh, the art a four rating. Uh, he says the writing was as solid as it always is in this title. The dialogue felt natural and real. My only small beef was the story. With the story was that it didn't tie into the last two issues as much as I'd hoped. We didn't get the robbery from her point of view like I expected, but more of a very sad origin story. But as a standalone issue, it was brutal, gut wrenching, and flat out awesome. Okay, awesome. I think it's interesting that he criticized the um, the story and not the art, but he gave the story a five and the art a four. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the thing with the art is that it's an excellent point. The thing about the Wait, art that's fucked up <laughs> is that Brubaker says in the end, of the, um, in his little writing at the end, that that Phillips had a kidney stone. Oh, and he was gonna just not draw, but he didn't want to fall too well, so he drew this through the pain of the kidney stone. Oh my god! By the way, that's fucked up. <laughs> so, <laughs> if we still titled shows, we would name. I know, show I know. <laughs> clearly. Um, so that's why the art may not be as sharp as. Although I didn't really notice that big of a drop off. Um, I found this issue to be wholly depressing. Oh yeah, I really liked it. Oh, oh it yeah, was good, it was but good. Depressing. Yeah. I thought it was actually. I talked to Connor beforehand, and he said it wasn't as good as the last ones, and I was like not expecting much. Mm. And I read to him, and I was like, "Oh, that was." I mean, it was wholly depressing, but it didn't. It didn't propel the story forward. I mean, it was a character origin issue. I mean, that's what it, it was. was very you know? pulpy. Yeah, very pulpy. It, but it was like tragic. Straight. It was. Mm. Yeah. I mean, mm. I, 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 I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but I. You could say you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was more of the same. I like I like these sidetracks on a character who may not matter so much. I like that we got to see what happened when we thought that her story was over. Yeah, from the from previous issues. So well, next issue, next issue starts the actual arc, the story arc. So um, that's it'll move forward. I mean, I didn't. It was very good. I just felt like it didn't feel good after I read it. I felt yeah, I know, bad. I know, so. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was like, ugh, I don't want to delve in that world anymore. So uh, It was good, though. Just don't forget to go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics and do your own pull list, do your own reviews. And we also highlight them on the site, too, so you might get picked. Yes. Um, it is uh, the beginning of June. So <laughs> at the beginning of every month, we now do the book of the month. It's here. It's going to stay, so you get used to it. Yes. Um, it was my choice this month. And, and much to the chagrin of many people, it wasn't the Starman Omnibus. Maybe we'll get to that later. <laughs> you know, maybe. But we didn't, we didn't trust DC's release. You threw yet. a curveball at the people. I did You really did. Ball. I mean, we, we set a precedent of doing books that, that come out. Uh-huh. And then you went, you went back. You know what I say to the rules? What? Fucked up. <laughs> um, I, please focus all the emails to Josh this time. <laughs> I know I'm normally the one with the potty mouth. And but put, it's... put fuck in the subject line. Oh. <laughs> um, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, God. That's what Bendis writes on everyone. He's everything he's ever signed. All right, <laughs> he's very popular. Your book of the month. Book of the month was uh, the complete Alan Alan Moore's complete Wildcats. Right. I believe is the the title. I've gotten it mixed up a couple of times. Shocker, I have to say. Yeah, well, this is you know how I, I started my review this way, but do you know how there are books that you have always meant to read? Yes. The, I have a big list of I have a big big list because I you haven't read much. Well, I've read lots of stuff, but I get I emails every every day. It's like people are like, you haven't seen that movie? I'm like, I've seen thousands of movies. I can't see them all. Um, but this is, you know, it's Alan Moore. I like Alan Moore a lot. And this is one of those things that I meant to read. And I picked it up at a, a half-off bin at the New York Comic Con. Um, and I really, really dug it. I moved, like, right through it. Um, and it occurred to me that this was, like, the best of the 90s. You know, like it took all of the things that were really good about that in the '90s image boom, and 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 you know distilled them into something that that was really quite quality. And it reminded me that I know a lot more about image comics, or yeah, well, image, well, it was image, but uh, Wildstorm than I thought I did. You know, like I'd read Joe Casey's Wildcats Volume Two and Three, and and I'd read Sleeper and The Authority and Stormwatch and yep. and a lot of that stuff, and I was like, oh, I. I'm familiar with these it was, characters. I mean, there, there was a time where the Wildstorm universe was was pretty bitchin'. I mean, and it was a time when not a lot of people were reading comics. It was mm-hmm. the late 90s. And, I, I mean, I was so happy that you picked this up, and I couldn't believe that you made it this picker week because I, I didn't pick the book of the month, I mean. Um, wow. Because this this is probably one of my favorite periods of Wildcats, mainly because it was the, the beautiful Travis Charest art. But what was funny is that when I flipped through when you got the trade and I flipped through it, yeah, 
I remember him doing every issue, and it's more he did, like every he other did one. Seven out of the fifteen. Yeah, which is not way less than I thought he did. But I remember when these came out, getting him an issue and just like salivating all over them, and they were and just like loving every one. Well, it's, it's funny because Travis Sharae is a name that I I've heard, and I didn't actually have a lot of experience with him, and I read. I'd seen his stuff that he'd worked on the first few issues of Volume 2, which were yeah. written by Scott Lobdell and Holy Awful, Yeah. Um, before Joe Casey took over entirely at issue 7, 8, 9, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember liking that art a lot. Now, that was many years ago. My, my, my tastes have changed a little bit. I was kind of surprised in this that I didn't love his art. He seemed very – I was like, oh, he's a lot like Jim Lee at this point. Like yeah. He was very much oh, in yeah, that it vein. Was. It really, he was a total As it goes forward, you see it separate. He's yep. got a different style, a different thing happens. Yep. Um, I didn't love his art. And the, the, the art for me was not a strong point in this book. It wasn't necessarily bad. There's an issue by Kevin McGuire in there. Yeah, there is. There's a whole, a whole lot of other artists. I mean, there's, it, so there's what, no consistency. What in was art. it about the specifically that made you pick it? Like, I mean, what, it, what was it that made you sit down and go, wow, this is really good? Well, it was a lot of fun, for one thing. You know, when you think of Alan Moore, you think of sort of dark, dense stories mm. that, that, and it he was, he was, I mean, this isn't the best thing he's ever done, right. but he sort of just went with it and had fun. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's big and crazy and fun, and, and I like that he dis- – there's a lot going on. There are just a shitload of characters and a lot of the, the, I plot. Mean, yeah, no, I mean – Basically what, two books going on. Two planets that's something. I mean, two Wildcats yeah. teams. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And they all come together. I'm not entirely sure what happened in the end because it was part of a big <laughs> Wildstorm crossover. Yeah. But I was kind of like, it was just crazy. Like, and yeah. I actually, uh, because I loved Sleeper. Sleeper's one of my favorite series ever, really. Yep. And Tao uh, was the villain from that. This came is where from he this. came from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is his origin. Yeah. And, 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 and like, he's great in this. Yeah. Like, I love, you know, I love. And Lady Tron. I love the, oh, we'll awesome. get to, we'll get to her. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea of a super, super smart character. And you hear about them all the time, but they're very rarely portrayed as smart as they are that everybody just sort of gives them a bunch of benefit of the doubt no. and in this alan moore really made him like incredibly cunning and smart and the moves that he makes in the very beginning of the, you know they come out later and yep. just it really interest like just a really smartly written smart character you know because they're supposed to be like you know who's who's a really smart character like a villain lex luther yeah like somebody like that and they just sort of like they let you think he's smart. You then take it, it for granted. And yeah, at the yeah, end, he's just yeah. like, and here's why I did it. And you're right. like, oh, but this no, was but this, really illustrated. You saw him moving it. the chess pieces, and, yes. and things didn't make sense at first, and then you saw them pay right. off. And yeah. And it was, um, it's one of those books that you right at the beginning, you're thrown right in. Yeah. And well, I was like, I don't remember I mean, anything. The premise, is, <laughs> the premise is that the whole, the, for those who, those who weren't reading the 90s, the Wildcats were focused on the idea that the uh, Daemonites and the Caribou were two alien races that had been warring, and they ended up on Earth. And like, Lord, this was like a satellite, not satellite, but... But the war spread all over the place, and this was yeah, the uh, this was a battle. Yeah. yeah, and Lord Emp, the short guy, brought together the Wildcats to fight the Daemonite threat. Lord Caribum, Lord Emp is a Caribum, and the Daemonites are these big kind of like I don't know what they look demon like. demon things. yeah Daemonite. Um, and so what happens is that this starts off with them leaving Earth and going back to Kara, back to the planet, mm-hmm. and in their absence, um, Zealot's sister Savant forms another Wildcats team to deal with what's going on And the, the bumbling, like, yeah. team oh, so, of, of and, misfits. And you have you have Grifter's brother, if I remember correctly. Max Cash. Yeah. Um, you have Savant, and then you've got Tao, who, who is this, you don't know where he stands kind of thing. And Majestic. Yeah, Mr. Majestic, who is a, a, a Caribbean lord who stayed on Earth for whatever reason. Right. I don't remember reason why. And then you have, um, and then you have Lady Tron. Lady Tron, by the way. Maxine Manchester is a psychopathic 18-year-old cyborg girl yep. who's, like, a killer. 
Yeah. And they sort of rehabilitate her and bring her. And I remember she had shown up in the Wildcats that I'd read, and I, and she, I was so annoyed by her. Yeah. <laughs> I hated her so much. Does it make sense now? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I, I actually really learned to like her in this. Yeah, totally. Like, at first, she's really irritating, but, yeah. like, over the course of it... Like she, she gets, she thinks she's starting to date one of the guys in the team. He's like, I never said that. And she's kind of punky. She's got a mohawk and she has some piercings, but she has like a metal jaw, like yeah. a bottom jaw. So it's like, you and so, know, and a metal like, um, like rib cage. And yeah. you, so, you know, she's cyborg. And, and at one point she's she fighting, care. she's fighting a giant robot, but they start to like have a conversation and yep. make a date. But the whole time they're still fighting. <laughs> like Alan Moore was just not taking himself seriously. Now back on Kara, there are political issues and yep. things that they put in and they take, you know, it's just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and I, and I, like, and on Kara, what happens is that uh, Voodoo, who is a half Damonite, she gets shuttled. She's part of a different ca- part of the cast. Nobody's going to be able to follow you. Explain <laughs> all this. But I mean, no, I thought it was really interesting. Is that is that it, it layered in a lot? You, so you had yeah. classism going on, mm-hmm. and then you had the po- political angle of it. I mean, it was just it was really really interesting. And, so. and I just there's there's a lot of good things that could be done with a wild storm. It's I can't believe universe. how much I remember from that. Yeah, no, I'm, but, I'm actually pretty impressed because <laughs> I didn't read this trade yet. I just read the issues but ten years a ago, lot fifteen years in ago. There. Yeah, and 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 a lot of the stuff that I had read later. Came from this, and, yeah. and I, that, I that was really fun for me. I didn't think you were gonna like it at all. I'm I'm I, glad you did. I think it, I think having read the stuff that came later that yeah. helped a lot. I mean, yeah. the the one thing is that can be said. You want to like the Wildcats? There's something about Wildcats that you like, and I don't know what it is because you keep going back to it. Yeah, no, there's things yeah. I like. You what like it turned Jim Lee? Into. No, I don't like Jim Lee. <laughs> uh, I, the characters are ridiculous. Like yeah. the names and the yeah. costumes are. I love Warblade them. is the stupidest looking thing of all time. It's like it's like nineties porn. Then it's really funny. It is. Yeah. It's really like when he's on Kara, he like happens to meet this guy who goes and teaches him a bunch of battle forms, and yeah. so like he turns himself into the Tree of Death, yeah. and like he did just all this ridiculous stuff, and he and he has no purpose in the story other than to just make these dumb jokes. Look at this other battle form I learned. Yeah. And he turns himself into this big shape, yeah. and he's got a big ponytail. Like it, it's just weirdest thing. <laughs> If you if you liked if you're curious about Wildcats and you if wanna, that made any sense to you God God bless you you might be interested in picking it up and you can pick it up from InStockTrades.com InStockTrades has a ton of great uh, trade paperbacks for you to pick it up and they've actually going to be discounting Wildcats uh, the complete Alan Moore Wildcats forty seven percent off it's going to be fifteen eighty nine so if you head over to InStockTrades.com that's a really good deal yeah it's a really really good deal that's fifteen issues it's I mean like literally the trade itself is really nice yeah like it's nice thick paper it's well, well produced yeah. it's good stuff yeah. um although you got a bum copy though didn't you i did get a bum copy it was razored yeah, yeah. mine got it, it's still red fine yeah yeah but anyway you don't get a bu- you don't get a bum copy at InStockTrades.com. that's for sure no. so InStockTrades.com, um <laughs> they got they got great deals on shipping and they got over like oh you know over 5400 trade paperbacks that you could order so InStockTrades.com, check it out on to the email i don't know if that cleared anything up for anyone on that book <laughs> alan moore is very good is my point yeah he is all right so our first email comes from matt who says he's been collecting for years and years which I suppose makes me a collector. But once eBay and places like that came along, I would sell things that I didn't feel were necessary to keep. Now, I still have thousands of books, but I also have enormous credit card debt, <laughs> which, probably, which could probably be alleviated if I sold off most of my collection. I guess my question is twofold. Is any of it really necessary anyway? Am I ridiculous to hold on to something as frivolous as comics in the face of huge interest rates? Thanks. I know this question, <laughs> I know this question is a little subjective, but maybe you can lend some insight. Okay, oh, first of all, this one hurts. let me play Susie Orman. Oh, no. Susie Ormond? Susie. Susie? It's just spelled like that because she's a pretentious. Um, <laughs> pay off your credit card. Listen, 23-year-old Josh tried to fuck 30-year-old Josh. <laughs> pay off your credit card. Um, However you got to do it. But yeah, You'll but, feel but, really good. But, but, uh, but the thing is, is, I mean, credit card debt is tough, and this, this is probably a whole different conversation, but, but like, 
selling stuff to do like I don't know that that seems well, like a big sacrifice. That's how you, but yeah. he clearly doesn't have a problem. He's done it before. He's already, he's already, yeah, he's already yeah, sold his books before. If you could sell, I mean, if you can make it, yeah, I was going to say, like, but yeah. but at the same time, good yeah. luck selling comic books to make any money off of. From them. what I, yeah, for, I mean, I have over thirty-two long boxes, and I I would imagine I'd be lucky to get half the value. You're better off to try to commit insurance fraud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like literally, yeah, yeah, put probably. them on your home, your renter's insurance or whatever, and then like put them under a leaky a leaky roof because we are not advocating this fanboy does not advocate any sort of fraud any sort of way the opinions and comments are represented by the individual speakers and not by fanboy.com a property of great northern media LLC it's fucked up is it not yes wait though I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the other side of this okay um a week or two ago I went to my stacks of comics and I was I was going through them yeah, because I wanted to pull out some stuff. Because if you haven't noticed, we run a website and we do <laughs> we do a show every damn day. So yeah. I was like, I need some stuff so that I will have something to talk about. <laughs> I had so much fun going through them, yes. and pulling out back issues. I can't even tell you. Oh, absolutely. I so mean, I have right now in my in my office. I have a shopping bag because I keep my comics at my mother in law's because she has <laughs> more space than us. Um, and and I have a shopping bag full of comics and just like runs that I took out. And I had so much fun doing it. Yeah. And I'm I'm st- I mean, like if you watch that show we did where i we did Inf- infinity gauntlet like that was because i had kept it and i remember to pick it out and go through it that's the thing is that you you're, you're going to be thankful to have however it. yep there are a shitload of comics in there that you will never read again because they're not any good yeah but they're not worth anything. But so. yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you think you really would get anything for them? I don't think so. But. No, but you don't necessarily need to keep them. Right, true. But, you may be able to trade them in your comic shop for credit, and then you don't have to buy new comic books, and then you can use that money to pay off your debt. You know, yeah. just, I think get that debt down to however you can. Yeah. yeah, that's important. Without committing fraud. Pimp yourself. Mark W. says... Try the fraud. <laughs> no. No. Mark W. says, first I want to say that... Uh, okay, we can skip that part. Oh, you can say that. First, I want to say it was great meeting you guys back at WonderCon in February. Okay. We meet people at conventions. It was fun. That's fun. That's we, fun we, I, I remember you, Mark. You're awesome. I would like to pose a question slash theory. Professor Xavier is a bigot. No, he's a jerk. Before you laugh it off and dismiss it, hear me out. He has always referred to mutants being us and everyone else being them. Who pointed him a mutant cop supervisor? How is the agenda that different from Magneto? Magneto wants war, but he wants to lead the mutants. Professor Xavier doesn't want war, but he also wants to lead all mutants. During the first Secret War, he made sure to segregate the X-Men from the rest of the heroes on the planet. He also tampered with Spider-Man's mind. Ponder this. What if, say, Wonder Man ran into the Beast and they had an adventure? Since they're both Avengers as well as great friends, they overcome the threat. But suppose Beast invited Wonder Man to join the X-Men. Do you think Professor Xavier would allow it? Or would he say to Wonder Man that since theirs is strictly a mutant agenda, that it would be best if he remained with the Avengers? This self-imposed segregation by Professor Xavier and the X-Men is something that needs to be considered. Who cares if a hero is a mutant or not? If they're willing to join the team, why not let them? Okay, so Mike, Ron. Yes. Has there ever been a non-mutant X-Men? Yes. Suck it, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice meeting you too, but... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so who was the non-mutant X-Men? Longshot. Really? Yep. Was he an alien? He's from the Mojoverse. Isn't wasn't Warlock? Warlock was a new mutant. Yeah, he was an alien. Yeah, he was an alien. I could I see that. I could see that. Um, there have been honor like Stevie Jones, the cop. Professor like, Xavier you know, is stuff. into segregation, though. Well, no, Professor. Here's the deal with Professor. Xavier. First off, he is. We all know he is a jerk. He's a jerk. I, I don't say. I don't. I never got the vibe that he wants to lead mutants. What he's been trying. What he, Professor Xavier's dream has been a world where mutants and humans can coexist peacefully. And if you read the the, the intro paragraph to what you know, Uncanny X Men for years now is, you know, existing in a world that hates them. All right. 
It, so you're gonna say Professor Xavier is a bigot? So in the Marvel universe, so is the majority of the rest of the population. Yeah, but a bigot two wrongs don't make a right, though. True, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that they're they're trying to get by in a world that hates them. So is okay, he like so Malcolm hard. X? Uh, no, uh, well, I mean, they, well, they, they say they, that he's like Doctor King, and Magneto's always been the Malcolm X. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. That's the that's the Carlo, I think. Early Malcolm X, as opposed to later post Mecca Malcolm X. Yes. Um. One. Well, no. Yes. Po- yeah. 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 Post Mecca Malcolm. Yeah. You're right. yeah. I had to remember the movie. Um, I read the book. Wow, hardcore. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't. I never really felt Professor Xavier is a mutant cop slash supervisor. But if you have been reading the X Men books till now, um, what he's done has kind of you know he's been shunned by the X Men. They they've rejected him for what his things to do because he's a bigot. The whole thing in Secret but Wars. You try to really hit on Gene. You can't really take Secret Wars too seriously. What he did <laughs> that was that was even a, I read Secret Wars. I was like, really? He's like, no, we must stay away from them. They're just regular people, and it was just like very weird. But I chalked it up to the 80s. So could Wonder Man join the X-Men? Um, in the right circumstances, yeah. Wonder Man was in West Coast Avengers number one, and he has belt jets. They're ridiculous. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, yes, I think, I think you, could, you, could, you could spin it that Professor X is a bigot, but I don't think he is a bigot in the same way that you know, um, you know, anti-mutant people are bigots and you know, racist people are racist and all that kind of deal. He, he has good intentions. So. He, he does, his goal is for everybody to get along. Peaceful coexistence. Yeah, so... I mean, but he, he's, he's very upfront saying would, there's a difference between Would you us. say that he has a dream? Yeah, no, he, Professor Xavier's dream, yeah. So, um, Does it involve mountains? If you disagree with me, Is you Professor can, X Boulevard the worst street in any given neighborhood? If you disagree with me, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. That was awful. It's not my joke. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Tell us how awful Josh is. You want to brush up on your Malcolm X history, you can get the excellent uh, Spike Lee uh, biopic. Malcolm X from Netflix. They got over 90,000 titles. No late fees. Free shipping both ways. Blu-ray titles if you like the HD. Fast, fast delivery. And they got plans starting from $4.99. Uh, go get your free two-week trial by going to www.netflix.com slash iFanboy. We all recommend it heartily. No voicemails this week in lieu of the book of the month. So next week we'll get back to your voicemails. So, so that's it. That's it. For Wrap this baby up. As you may know, we have a video show every Saturday. It's a full-length 20 to 30-minute video show about comic books called iFanboy. And you can find that at vision3.com slash iFanboy or at iFanboy.com. And this past week, you saw us spend 30 or so minutes with Stan Lee. 40. 40, 40 minutes, so minutes with Stan Lee. Awkward minutes with Stan Lee. <laughs> no, no, they weren't. Stan's great. Stan, this he nearly is, kicked me out. It's, <laughs> he did. Um, it, it was pretty much, I've been saying, it's pretty much uh, comic geek make-a-wish. One of, we have to be with Stan Lee one of the most interesting and amazing days we've had in a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, very surreal. Well, not so bad for, for three guys who started talking over Skype. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, and next week... <laughs> not to kiss our own asses. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. And we hope... And, you know, like, I want to thank everybody for bringing, sending in your questions. That yes. made it for us. That Come was here great. and pat my back, Josh. We couldn't have done it without you. Um, next week, we're talking Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I think. From the old to the new. <laughs> That's how we do it. We also do iFanboy Minis, uh, the little short video show, every single weekday. Watch them. We love to do them. Yes, we do. So keep watching them and tell other people to watch them. And what we also love to do is uh, ifanboy.com, where you can check out Connor's full Pick of the Week review of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as well as all of your comic reviews, and as well as we've got a whole host of uh, new writers on, yep. on board. We welcome uh, uh, Paul Montgomery and Jimski and Mike Romo to the fold, and uh, they've, they've definitely brought up the... the, the I, they've I know, raised the bar. they raised the bar in the I'm, writing. Yeah. I'm a little afraid to write anything now. Yeah, I know. It's pretty rough. So it's been, it's been a great play. This week has been awesome. I would like to talk about X-Men by Josh Flanagan. <laughs> X-Men are mutants. I like comics. In this book, <laughs> you're writing book reports. Or- <laughs> <laughs>
X-Men is very, 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 very... It's got to be a hundred words. Very, very, very good. Many of the characters in the X-Men are interesting. Beast is a big blue man. He wears an X on his belt because he's an X-Man. So um, so go to ifanboy.com. The, the, the discourse has improved. Something else you can find at ifanboy.com is ifanboy.com slash store. There you will see links to all the books we talk about in the video show as well as our picks for other medium. And you can also go – if you're going to use Amazon to purchase things, you can go through that store to buy them and it will help us out. Without Click you on costing the little you, powered by Amazon. Without button. costing you a little uh, anything really. A little dosh, a little cash, a bit of cheddar. See, I mixed there. Uh, the next thing would be T-shirts. Oh, that's right. We have T-shirts. You go to jinx.com slash ifanboy. Send in a picture of yourself wearing that and, and send it to jinx.com and they'll send you free stickers and send it to us and we'll post it somewhere and then talk about it and we'll be happy. Well, thank you. And as we mentioned earlier, you can uh, get in touch with us by emailing us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at 1-888-FANBOYS. That's 1-888-326-2697. Social networks. You know you like them. You're on the internet. We like them. You like them. Go to ifanboy.com slash about. There you find links to all of our social networks for both the show and the, our individual ones and be our friend. Uh, you like the show. You think it's pretty good. And you've been saying, no, no, I'm going to go to iTunes and write that review at some point. Well, you haven't yet. <laughs> now, now, some of you have. 237 of you. A good, a good amount of you have. And for those people, you're okay by us. The rest of you the suckers. The rest of you. Seriously, what are you doing? You're poking around on Yahoo Sports. You're, you're, what do you do? Playing fantasy football? Just go there. You like the shit. Come on. <laughs> and, and also... Um, you if, know I'm talking to you. <laughs> if you do like the show, please let everyone know. Tell folks at your comic store. Tell your friends. And also, if you like the show and you like what we do, you can get, head over to ifanboy.com forward slash donations and you could uh, use PayPal to donate to us. Um, takes a lot of takes a lot of cash to keep this operation moving and, and we appreciate your help. Half so. of it's going right up Ron's nose. And that's the bell. So we're going to call it a day before it gets too hotter in here. Too hotter? Too hotter. That's fucked up. It's hot. Oh, what the fucked up? <laughs> this show just fizzled out. It just ended. It disappeared. Stop ringing the bell. <laughs> Stop. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. Cut me out of that show completely. <laughs> we're way under. Yeah, we're a couple minutes under. It's fifty-seven. Yeah, but that's way under for us. Yeah. yeah. Well. Hello. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's Get all go to the lobby. Some treats. Let's all go to the lobby. <sighs> I forgot to mention Clark's bar. That was my favorite part of that book. There's a bar oh, that all the superheroes hang out. It's Clark's and the yeah. the. Whoa. The bartender. Did you turn it on? It's oh, it's Shia Night. It's Shia Night on Cinemax. Why was Bernie Mac in this movie? Why is Bernie Mac in any movie? It's funny. <laughs> Why are we still recording?